to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast with your host, Brian Briscoe. In this podcast, we bring some of the top professionals in the apartment investing field to discuss various aspects of the apartment investing journey with the sole purpose of educating listeners to make wise investment decisions. The Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast is sponsored by Four Oaks Capital, bringing you high yield returns through apartment complex investing. Hey, Brian Briscoe here, and we're going to talk about personal finances today. So let's start talking about finances. And just because you're probably, a lot of you are probably going to ask, ask the question, you know, if I'm buying an apartment using other people's money, why do my personal finances matter? Well, the answer is they do for a lot of reasons. We'll, we'll, we'll hit a couple of these up front. But um, number one, if you're looking to buy a commercial real estate, uh, commercial property, there are going to be a lot of upfront costs. And a lot of times we refer to this as risk capital because that's what it is. You're putting money out there and it is at risk. You may lose it or you may spend it for not. But um, one of these costs or one of these uh outlays of capital you have to do up front is the earnest money deposit. You know, when you're purchasing a commercial real estate property, it's customary to make an earnest money deposit or EMD of roughly 1% of the purchase price when you put the property under a contract. So throughout this this particular lesson, we're going to use a hypothetical $4 million property. So if you're looking to purchase a $4 million property, you're going to need at least $40,000 in cash for the earnest money deposit. All right. And if you have it, it's a lot easier for you to help for you to to do this and help a lot easier for you to find partners. Now, there's a lot of other um, expenses associated with due diligence, the loan application process and the purchase of a, of a piece of commercial real estate um, that you need to be aware of. You know, for some loans, for example, the application fee by itself is over $10,000. Now, that $10,000 is typically going to include things like a commercial appraisal, a property condition report, environmental report, and all the administration that the bank has to do to be able to get you a loan. Now, besides the upfront costs, there's also a bunch of net worth requirements, and these are also tied to the lender. You know, the lenders are going to have certain financial requirements of the buyers before giving a commercial loan, even if it is a non-recourse loan. All right. So typically the buyers collectively need to have a total net worth greater than or equal to the loan amount. And this net worth calculated excludes your primary residence because you have to live somewhere. All right. So once again, hypothetical $4 million property. If you're going out to the bank asking for 75% loan to value, that's $3 million in financing. You'll need to assemble a group of partners that have a net worth of at least $3 million or greater collectively. All right. Now, lenders are also going to require a certain amount of liquidity. That is cash or cash equivalent or or marketable securities that are easily converted to cash um, after you close. So post-close liquidity is usually what this is referred to. And depending on the loan program, the lender could require up to 10% of the loan amount or 12 months of your debt service plus all your escrows. That's your taxes and your insurance. And even in the commercial space, it's similar to the the residential space. Um, A lot of lenders will collect the property taxes with your monthly monthly mortgage. And a lot of lenders will uh, collect, you know, a a portion, you know, 12, one twelfth of your insurance payment with your, your monthly mortgage statement. All right. So like I said, depending on the loan, you may have to have 
you know, a significant amount of post-close liquidity. So let's look at the same hypothetical $4 million property with a $3 million loan. And let's just assume we have a 4% interest rate. All right, that 4% interest rate means you're gonna have $120,000 in interest alone in the first 12 months. Uh, if it's a fully amortizing loan, that is not interest only, your principal plus interest by itself is gonna be $175,000. Now you look at the annual property taxes and insurance and it's going to vary by location and by property. But for the sake of this lesson, let's assume the property taxes plus insurance in this case are approximately hundred grand a year. So if this is the case, the lender is requiring 12 months of the principal income plus taxes plus insurance, that would be $275,000. If they ask for 10% of the loan amount, $300,000. Now, that's not money that you have to put into the property. That's money that you have to have on your balance sheet the day that you close after all the money that you have is invested. And speaking of the money you have invested, you know, a lot of lenders, once again, are going to require you to have some sort of skin in the game. All right. For your um, agency loans, for example, they're going to require roughly 10% of the total equity invested to come from the general partners. You know, that means those managing the asset and not just investing money as passive investors. So same hypothetical, $4 million property, $3 million loan. Um, and let's just include $800,000 in closing costs and renovations because a lot of people are doing these value-add properties, which means the total capital raise is going to be about $1.8 million. The general partnership in this case would be required to contribute 10% or $180,000 of their own capital into this deal for an agency loan or a lender uh, to provide an agency loan. Other loan programs may be a little more forgiving, but if you're looking for a Fannie or a Freddie, you're typically going to be expected to put 10% in. Now, next question is how can you overcome inadequate personal finances? Well, if you don't have a high net worth or you don't have enough liquidity for the loan or skin in the game, there's really really simple solution for this. And it's, it's very easy to point out, maybe not so easy to do, but the answer is you can partner with somebody that does. All right, there's a lot of people with seven-figure balance sheets that are willing to lend their balance sheet for a portion of the general par uh, partnership. Now, regarding skin in the game, if you have a hard time meeting the post-close liquidity requirements or skin in the game and minimum GP investment amount, you may want to consider asking one of your passive investors to be part of the general partnership and use their investment and their balance sheet toward the lender's requirement. You know, so there's lots of ways to get around you not having the balance sheet you need to close on this $4 million property with a $3 million loan. I mean, just going back and adding things up, you know, if you have to have $300,000 in post-close liquidity and you have to have $180,000 invested into the deal, you know, we're already up to almost a half a million dollars that you have to have or the general partnership has to have available to purchase this $4 million prop. So next steps for this lesson, there is a personal financial statement um, at the bottom of, of this particular lesson. Go ahead, fill it out, see where you're started, where, where you're sitting right now. Um, there's also a video about the personal financial statement itself. I think it's pretty self-explanatory, but if you want to watch the video of me walking through the personal financial statement, you know, go ahead. That's found in the toolbox. And oh, by the way, you should update this document frequently because you're going to have to submit a personal financial statement with every single loan application that you put in. Hopefully, 
as you're looking at your personal financial statement, you know, month over month, the numbers go up and up and up and up. That's the goal anyway. All right, that's it for today. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast today, brought to you by Four Oaks Capital. If you'd like to know more about how to invest in apartment buildings or want to be a guest in our show, visit our website at fouroakscapital.com slash podcast or email us directly. If you're still listening, you obviously like the show, so pull out your phone, tap subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app. And we'll see you again next week.